Okay, uh, what should I say? <laughs> All right, this is not going in the podcast. Um, <laughs> hey, that's what that, <laughs> yeah, you got. You got another thing coming, buddy. <laughs> uh, welcome to football after dark. Very good, buddy. Keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, this week we're. What's gonna, your name, buddy? This week, my name is number one. Who's Chief my fan, name? Matt, you're Corey, and that's then, somebody else. That that's uh, Kuiper, and and this is Justin. Yeah. Tonight we're gonna maybe not be friends anymore and end the podcast after we <laughs> yell at each other. Um, that that was an um, and here that was me saying um, and that was an, this is gonna keep going if I keep saying that. So not cutting a single one of them. No, you. Ha- <laughs> um, I just. <laughs> I was told to intro the show today, and I didn't prepare. I was I don't do this. I once made a eulogy. That was the best I ever did. This is my life now. I'm a podcast host. Welcome to Football After Dark. Hey, everybody. Uh, do you want to run that back and try again? We're going to cut this. Well, you want to try it again? No, I'm joking. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, no. I'd rather not. I'm trying to be the director. That was good like, content. I'm like, all right, we're going to try that again. That was, that was good content. I'll take it. <laughs> Matt putting up, getting put on the spots. Good time. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. It's football time. What do you guys want to get into it's not first? Not necessarily after dark. Uh, almost. Actually, almost it just about is. I mean, football now it is. partly cloudy and rainy. <laughs> yeah, because it's fall time. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And boy, am I happy! What it's fall movie. time. I can breathe, boys. You can breathe. I can breathe. You made it through is the it, seasonal allergies. Did you yes. stop smoking? No, I'm making efforts towards that. Did you make Wait, it past the seasonal depression? You enough? No, I don't. I don't respond well to that type of uh, tough love. But I did this because it was cheap. I appreciate the. And he can though. adjust the nicotine levels lower. That's what I'm trying to do with this. I'm trying no. to lower my nicotine levels so I can get off it finally. Only thing I'm trying to do is spark the conversation. Instead, you put in stuff that I have to cut for my podcast. How did you guys? <laughs> how did you guys uh, battle seasonal depression this year? Oh, I lost heart. I didn't mean <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I I was going to say uh I I was feeling really depressed for a few days and uh and then I had some vitamin D. <laughs> I, uh, I I sent a long-winded email to my boss saying, I'm not quitting, but it's going to happen because I don't fucking care anymore. Oh, Whoa. no. That was serious. That tweet was serious? Yeah. Oh, no, Corey. Oh. Is that why Ooh. you're changing departments now? No, I, I, that's not happening anymore. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, I, I didn't expect the... I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. Oh, that was so How's seasonal funny. depression going? I didn't I didn't know that that was like I skipped that on my calendar. How's, how's the football seasonal depression going, Matt? Oh, it's in full swing. <laughs> let's let's start with the Chiefs. Is this Do a, you want to start with the Chiefs? I'm fine with that. This is where me and Matt are no longer going to be friends. This is preluding you and Corey not being friends anymore. I, this is where me and Matt are not going to be friends. I think you're overblowing how bad that one's going to be, but I don't think so. We'll I don't see. think so. I don't think so at all. We'll see. I don't know how to feel about my Kansas City Chiefs. It is an interesting one. Um, so the Chiefs taken their second loss in a row. At home. At home. Hasn't happened in years. It's it's bad. Do you guys know who Adam Lefko is? You might know. Yeah, I do, I do. yeah. I know who Adam Lefko is. He's on Bleach Report. He does his own show. Yeah. Um, he's kind of starting to become like my favorite podcast guy. I just think he's really funny. And he like provides interesting intel on things. Do you see where he's like was saying how... The blessing from the Pope should be taken. Straight. I was gonna, say, yeah, I was gonna bring that up with the Saints, where he's like, 
literally like he went into the book of revelations <laughs> and like read into what the pope said and he talks about like the right hand of god delivering prayers to 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 god himself and he was like what injury are they waiting on to heal <laughs> the right hand of drew Brees. oh my god and like he goes like super hard into it and it's it's really funny That's also amazing uh, also breeze breeze's nickname is breezes yes he went into it there's, real hard. There's a lot. So he had the episode he actually just put up a couple days ago. He had Brian Brian Westbrook is his uh, co-host. I'm so glad he doesn't have Chris Sims anymore. I know I do. I am too. Um, he has Brian Westbrook, which is really cool. And he on the episode that he just put up, he has Lofa Tatufu, who is the he was a middle linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, who's really good when they went to the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Um, Brian Westbrook actually played against Tatofu. Uh, in college, which was really cool. They had a lot of really funny stories. I always liked Brian Westbrook. The conversation that they, the two of them had about the Chiefs, because Brian Westbrook played for the Eagles when Andy Reid was the head coach. Right. And they had a conversation where basically Lofa Tatufu kind of talked about going up against an Andy Reid offense. And I don't want to say that he basically said that Andy Reid can get a little predictable, but he kind of did. And then Brian Westbrook went, oh, Absolutely. He's like, and we know it as an offense. He's like, and it sucks because we were playing a game against Seattle where it was on Monday night, and whoever the heck, A.J. Feely was the quarterback, and Tatufu had like three interceptions that game. And Adam Lefko kind of brings up the fact that like it sucks as an offense when you line up and the middle linebacker says, hey, they're running up the A-gap on the left, and that's where the play's going. And the quarterback just has to go, Sorry. He's like, so did you, and he asks Tatufu, he's like, did you experience that when playing the Chiefs or playing the Eagles? And he's like, yeah. He's like, Andy sometimes gets a little rhythmic and he gets a little predictable and he gets a little cute and outcoaches himself. And you've said that too, where Andy Reid outthinks himself. Mm-hmm. And Brian Westbrook, who played for Andy Reid, like echoed the sentiment. He was like, you, there were times where we kind of felt like the defense was getting a leg up on us. Because Andy Reid's schemes, as the year would progress, wouldn't change much. So, like, fast forward to 2019, where the Chiefs basically abandon the run after the first drive, and they just don't do it anymore. And Brian Westbrook kind of brought up the fact that it's it's so hard when you have a quarterback like Pat Mahomes to not just give him the ball 40 times a game. Like, it's so hard because he's so talented. But because you are expecting pass, even if Pat Mahomes is Superman, like, we've seen this year that, like, when you start piling up injuries to keep positions and you don't change your scheme to, like, defend the injuries and protect the injuries, stuff like this is going to happen. Like, Pat's still hurt. Pat is still hurt. He's still battling ankle problems. Yeah, he's still battling ankle problems. With the way he plays, it's not going to get better. I don't know when Eric Fisher's coming back. No. Sammy Watkins has been in and out of the lineup. I don't know. Like, how do you feel? Like, just forget what eventually this topic is going to get into. Just you watch the Chiefs play. Forget the defense. We know the defense is awful. I just, I just think at some point Andy Reid's going to have to take the ball out of Pat's hands at some point to just not just to diversify his play calling to literally protect him. Hmm. I don't know about like protecting him, but just 
mixing it up or doing something different wouldn't be bad. Uh, it was against the Colts, you know, LaShawn McCoy fumbled one time, then he didn't get a touch for the rest of the game. Yeah. Last week, he didn't get many touches. And then the other running back, Damien Williams, their other starter, had one pass catch and one rushing attempt. Now, some of that, some of the offense. You guys averaged five yards a carry, by the way. Yeah, well, some of the offense woes stem from the defensive woes, though. I don't think, I don't think it's, you know, Andy getting predictable or the Chiefs offense getting predictable right now. Yeah, they pass it a lot, but even when you have someone like Mahomes, you can't predict what he's going to do. He sidearms, no looks, finds someone open, does something. You can't predict that. So mm-hmm. he, he kind of that's the difference. He, he kind of escapes from Andy's out coaching style and those sorts of ways. And he calls audibles and does things at the line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like if if he heard the middle linebacker say "run a gap," Mahomes is going to fucking audible. That's the thing about the audible, though, is that if you audible out of it, then. The defense is aware that you're audibling out of it. Yeah, but you could also fake audible and then you can. Stu- this. There's, I mean, there's, it's, there's, it's there's the, the part chess, of the mind game. There's the chess of football. Yeah, but it, the, that's besides the point. The the it all it's stemming from the defense and like the the past defense has played exceptionally well this year. Tyron Matthews been good. Bashad Beatlin's been good. Like Kendall Fuller, Kyle Fuller, whatever, whichever of the Fullers we have. I just brain fart. It's been a big <laughs> night of brain farts. You listen to our uh, deep cut, and I was mucking up names left. Patreon.com slash FAD POD. Uh, it's well, just, Shurjeev's Ward's been playing well. Our, our secondary has been playing well. It's the linebacking core, and Chris Jones not playing up to, like, I'm almost kind of happy we didn't pay him yet because he hasn't been playing up to what he, we would have had to pay him. I'm not going to call Frank Clark a bust, but because he had the forced fumble and he's done what he can and he's getting double teamed on every play, which is, you know, what you got Frank Clark for. He's getting double teamed on almost every rush or every play that he does. So where's the rest of the pass rush at? If two people have to tank Frank Clark every time, why can no one else do anything? You, it, it, you, you talked about it last week and... The Texans listened. They did the same exact thing that the Colts did, but better. Where they like they like the Colts basically were like, "Hey, no one can possess the ball for as long as we can," and the Texans were like, "Bet, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you by two and a half more minutes." They're making every they're making every running back look like Le'Veon Bell. the The ball gets handed off. The running back gets to stand there for a. Almost a minute. <laughs> Wait for the hole to open and then shoot through for five yards, fall down, let the play clock run down. And, you know, they, that's what the Texans did. They did yeah. the same thing the Colts did. They just. DeAndre Hopkins had nine catches for less than 60 yards. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't play. But DeAndre Hopkins had nine catches. They didn't play f- to score fast no. and lose. They they played to keep the ball for as long as they could so Mahomes couldn't get it. And, you know, it worked. It, Kansas City. They possessed the, in 60 minutes a game. They possessed the ball for barely 20 minutes. They had the lowest ho- they had the lowest time of possession for a home team in the NFL in the last 25 years. They held the ball for less than 5 minutes in the second half again. Yeah. And I think and you know Peter King brought up something about that. About what's going wrong with the Chiefs. And he said sort of more of an elaborate point of what you said with the defense because the the Lions kind of started it. The Lions were kind of like, ooh, we kind of see this little crack in in the armor that is the Chiefs, right? If we just hold on to the ball for 35 minutes and just run the ball constantly, right, this offense is going to become so one-dimensional 
that we can tee off and get after Pat Mahomes, who is missing his left tackle and missing a couple of his receivers and, you know, doesn't have the dynamic uh, the dynamic skill positions at the running back spot that he had the last couple of years with Kareem Hunt, right? Yeah. Because the defense is so bad, when you look at the final stat line for Mahomes and you're like, wow, he was like 15 of 31. Like, that's not a very good game. But Peter King was like, it's because the offense realizes <laughs> that the defense is so bad that they need to make every possession count. So they're trying so hard to like get the ball down the field and to score as quickly as possible or to score as effectively as possible that it's kind of like... But the problem with that is is that when you're aggressive in your play calling, the opposite effect can happen where you go three and out super quick like you did in the second half where you had a th- three and out with like negative one yards and the Texans got the ball right back and they just had like a six-minute drive tack on another five-minute drive. It just like layers itself on top of itself, right? Where mm-hmm. your offense is trying to make up for the defense. But if the offense doesn't, not saying it, it usually doesn't, but if in the off chance that Harrison Butker misses a field goal, right? Or on the off chance that Pat gets strip sacked, which happened. What are you going to do at that point? Like your offense is trying that, to make up for the where, defense. Well, that's where it comes into like every possession for the offense matters. And that is the best way, I think, to segue into what will be probably the most talking point issue in the show, R- how uh, Riveron needs to be fired as the head ref of the NFL. Alberto? Is that what, uh, Bert. what's his boy? What uh, Our boy. Something uh, needs to happen. Pat, Pat calls him. Yeah. Alberto. I just, there's, I, again, the time of possession, there's a lot of other factors that go into it, but this, hold on, let me bring up my, let me bring up what I said in the chat log, in our group chat, if I can scroll up that far to find it. Sure you can. Uh, someone paint someone paint the picture of what happened in the Chiefs game with All right. James so Wiley with 8 scored. minutes and 33 seconds left in the first half, uh Pat Mahomes drops back and sees Travis Kelsey being held, I guess. Um would would be not he wasn't I mean he was tackled Kel- to the Kel- ground. Yeah, Kelsey wasn't running a route more so than he was trying to like get upfield to free up the coverage underneath so someone can get deep down the field, right? But Kelsey's being held, and so Pat throws the ball deep down the field because he knows he has a free play, and the ball ends up getting intercepted in the end zone, which results in a touchback for the Texans. They throw pass interference, and they call it on the defender that was defending Kelsey. The problem is, is because they called pass interference and not holding you can't call pass interference on a player that isn't having the ball thrown to them. So the officials blew the whistle and threw a flag when they should have, but didn't call the penalty that they should have called. And they could have just changed it to that. Like it's a, Instead of picking up the flag and calling a no call, they could have been holding instead. You've seen, you've seen corrected calls like that before. And, and it totally botched everything. There, like, here's what I said when... Uh, and kind of talking about it. You can share all kinds of stats and stuff, but the truth is Kansas City had a strong momentum early. They scored, they got a strip sack, almost or they scored again and they were up and then they were driving. Like the defense played well early because they didn't they weren't being slogged behind 30 40 minutes of possession time on the field. Defense played well early. You know, they had pressure, they had stops. It was the score at the time was the score at the time was 
Um, it was seventeen nine. Seventeen nine was the score at the time. It was yeah. seventeen to nine at the time. Like, and Kansas City had all the momentum, and they were driving. Mahomes goes to like Kuiper said, savvy like Aaron Rodgers esque football thing. He sees the flag being thrown, knows what the call is. Or knows that it's a free play in the sense that they're at the very least they're going to get an automatic first down out of this, and he just throws it in the air, trying to like you know, hey, look, here we go, boom, and it was his first interception of the year, by the way, first interception of the year. Yeah, he did throw another one later. Yes, but, but at the time, this was his first interception time. of the year, and and that's kind of insane already. You figure Mahomes. Yeah, think about that. Through. Yeah, that's that's especially how many times a game he throws the ball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, we had. Uh, I keep saying, ah, I'm fucking. I'm saying we. I'm a Kansas City. We're yeah, we. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we had the ball. We had the momentum. We were driving. You, if that flag doesn't get like picked up or, or it doesn't happen the way it happened because Riveron's a piece of shit. Because it, it feels like he has this weird like silent protest to the way the rule change is. He absolutely, on. is what that is. Absolutely, like he, that's he is what silent that is. protesting, and, and, and that's why I want New York taken out of football games. And uh, I'll get to I'll get to my second point. The fact of the matter is, they had the momentum, and they were in field goal range. They would have scored again. They would have scored again on this drive. They might have even gotten a touchdown. And it makes a halftime swing, you know, because that after that interception, the Texans went down the field and scored a touchdown. And it was right before halftime. At that point, the score at halftime was seventeen sixteen. Instead of the score being 24-16 or 20-16. Well, here's here's where you're going to get mad at me. I agree that that call per- took probably took points off the board for Kansas City, barring Harrison Bucker missing a field goal, which he did later on in the game. But at no point do I think that the score would have been 24-9 because the Texans were going to get that ball and they were going to score a touchdown before half. Like, that defense was not going to stop the Texans. Well, that's why I said it, it would have yeah. been. But it would have been 24-16 at halftime instead of 17-16. And what did the Chiefs lose by? The Chiefs lost by seven. So at if the game script goes basically the exact same. It changes the whole game yeah, script. It cha- if, the, if the script goes exactly the same. That's why these hypotheticals suck. Here's what happens. And that's why I don't like it. But here's what happens. Because Kansas City has the momentum and then they're up. If when the offense works and they score early, like Kansas City normally tries to do or does, then you can't play the time of possession game. You have to score, and then that plays into you know our hands. I still that's think, where everything starts to change. I still think the Texans would have done the same thing. I don't think it would have changed much. I think what the Chiefs would have done offensively would have changed. And that's why the and like well, what Justin okay, said. Say, that's why the hype, if it doesn't change much after the Texans score and they have to do the two point conversion and get it because Kansas City scored once in the second half, then it would have been thirty one thirty one, and Kansas City would have been driving down the field to you know win the game instead of scoring a touchdown and then needing an onside kick. That's that's what, but that's what that's what Justin's trying to say is like that's why these hypotheticals suck because we even if the penalty gets called, which the penalty should have been holding or illegal contact, whatever they would have called. But it would have been a five-yard penalty and an automatic first down. We still don't know how that affects the game script because the penalty didn't cause the strip sack to happen. It didn't cause the missed field goal to happen from Butker. And it didn't cause, like what you said, the Chiefs to have the ball for five minutes, which is insane in the second half. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of... At least with the Chiefs game, 
That call, to me, when we're weighing the two big games, which we're going to be talking about next, what happened to the Chiefs was not nearly as bad as what happened to the Lions. Because it happened so early that the Chiefs still had opportunities to make up for it and overcome it. Because like you said, they were moving the ball against the Texans. It wasn't like the Texans were stopping them regularly. They shouldn't have to overcome bad officiating, which is... Oh, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. In my opinion, has only gotten worse since Riveron has taken over. I think a lot of people that's the that's been the main is like you shouldn't have to overcome bad officiating. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the NFL, the NFL is the only sport, the absolute only sport where you can watch if you're a fan of a team or you're even if you're not and you're just watching as a fan of the game and you watch a big play happen, a big return, a big pass, a big fumble recovery, a big any play that happens that changes the tide of the game. It's the only sport where you can't cheer right away because you have to wait to see if there's a flag. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's I, the only sport where you can't be excited about a big play until until Joe Buck goes, there's not a flag on the field. And then you can be like, all right, that's a pretty good play. <laughs> Just like a casual, like, eh, pretty yeah, good because, play. Because the, the initial, the initial like, rush shock factor that you get from other sports when something crazy happens in, like, a in like a grand slam or a, or, or, a buzzer or, beater three. A buzzer beater three or, or anything of akin to that nature where you're in the moment, like, ah! Like watching a football game, if you you're still fans do it. I do it as a Chiefs fan. If something big happens, and the Chiefs go, ah! But then you see the yelling, you're like, you motherfucker! Yeah. And and then it just you. It's the only sport where it seems like flags control the bigger plays more often than the big plays control the big plays. I and I hate it. Recently, well, at least ever since this, these two incidents have happened. Um, a lot of. Players and I listen. I, I and I listened to the Adam Lefko show before this. Both Brian Westbrook and Lofa Tatufu both said, and Lofa Tatufu was on the Seattle Seahawks team that got plenty of bad calls go against them in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. And Lofa Tatufu like rattled them all off one by one. He rattled them all off all the calls that he think didn't go their way. But then right at the very end, he says, "But you know what?" He's like. It doesn't matter because that day, he's like, I was on that field. I played on that field. I know the Steelers were better than us that day. He's like, I know they were. He's like, regardless of what the calls were, he's like, we. I left that game thinking we didn't deserve to beat them. And I guess that's one of the problems. I guarantee you if he had won, his tune would have changed slightly. Yeah, I think if you win, you're like, wow, we almost didn't win because of this. But then when you lose... And Brian Westbrook kind of had the same idea. Like He's like, there's been plenty of times where I've felt like we're losing this game because of calls. But the problem is, is when you go back and you watch film and your coaches show you, we missed this, we missed this, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. We practiced this all week long and it didn't work. Yeah, but you know those like, sorts of like things happen. All the, here, I understand that it warps. Like, oh, we could have played better. We could have had the time of possession. But again, just bring it to the table. This shouldn't be a factor. It shouldn't have to be a factor. Yeah, I and agree. The fact, and the fact that we have to make it, the fact that we have to make it a factor, fact of factoring. Fact of factoring. <laughs> the fact that this is a factor in the factory means it's not good. It, it, it means it is a problem. It, it doesn't matter what the other issues are. Oh, we could have played better. We could have done this. It doesn't. 
matter. The game played out the way it did. You Sometimes a game is decided by one play. Sometimes a game is decided by one thing. A, sure, a, a, a pile of things add up to this one thing that can change the outcome of a game. And you're always theorizing. You never know what's going to happen one way or another. What swings the tide in one way or changes it. it but it doesn't matter because this shouldn't have to be a debate. The, the fact that it's a debate is bad enough. It's indicative me. of the problem. Yes, yes. That's it's happening. indicative of the Ab- problem. Absolutely is. I there is there is a huge problem. Not not only does NFL officiating as a whole have a bad fucking look right now with everything going on around it, all the media, all all the media talk about it, all the people debating about it. That one guy who's been placing all of these bets on the same officiating team every fucking week. I read about that. That looks I mean, sketchy as fuck. I read about that. Al Riveron letting Jeff Triplett get a goddamn playoff game. I'll no, I'll never get over that. Yeah, it's like there's so many. How about uh, Adam brought it up about that officiating crew that officiated that Super Bowl between the Seattle Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you type in Seattle Pittsburgh Super Bowl referee, one of the articles that comes up is an interview with that official, that head official that did that game, literally admitting that he at some points during that game, he was just he had no idea what he was doing. Like that is a quote from him. Wow. And it's and then the, he also reads another. Then he read, and it's funny because then he goes to another quote where he talks to Walt Anderson. I think still an official. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Walt Anderson's still an official. Pat back if he fucking hates Walt Anderson. Yeah. He's been an official for forty four years, and he talks about which is funny because the interview happens. I'll I'll leave the date out of the interview. I'll just say what he said. First of all, Walt Anderson was a dentist outside of being an official. Like, can you imagine that? Like on Sundays, you're running up and down the field calling plays. And on a Monday, you got to go back and like clean out cavities. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to do that. We'll get to that later. Walt Walt Anderson, in a quote, proceeds to say that people... And Corey's going to roll his eyes when I say this. Walt Anderson's like, what people are never going to understand is what they have access to and the angles they have, we don't have when we call plays, when we, when we, when we watch the game. He's like, it is so fast. It is... They're bigger now, they're stronger, they're faster, plays are more dynamic, rules are changing every single, basically every single year, rules are changing, a lot of them are knee-jerk rules, and all this stuff. So that's what he said. That interview happened in 2003. Oh yeah, when I was So think about all of the things that have happened to not necessarily make it easier on the officials, but the more resources they have to hopefully get things right. But back in but 2000, they're getting worse. That's yeah. It's, there's factors. There, there's things that go into why. I, I think I one of them is pettiness. I mean, I saw a thing on Twitter from Tanner Vlosky, of all people, actually ex Lions quarterback. Oh, when he's talking about to the owners, yeah, on Get Up, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, his idea is the best. Do what college does. Fuck Al Riveron in New York. Fuck Al Riveron. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. Fuck Al Riveron. All yeah, right? fuck you, Bert. <laughs> you fucking piece of whatever. Anyway, you're ruining the NFL. What you need to do is do what college does and put a head ref in the booth up top. Now, when you have an absolute, you know what the call, like, if when the when you have an absolute, the naked eye, naked fan eye can see that what's wrong and what's not change it like be you're you're like a head you're a head ref you kind of do what the new york guy does 
but you're doing it for this specific game and you're watching the angles and shit in the booth for that game. The so AAFL when, so when they, had it. It was called the Eye in the Sky. That's what they had. Okay. Yeah, I, the, American, I, the American Football League had it. It's literally what they called it. They called it the Eye in the Sky. There was like a, one ref up in the booth up above that had... Um, replay screens and access to all the cameras. And, and and you don't you don't turn it into you don't turn it into a review situation. You don't you don't bring the you don't bring the head ref over, put the surface tablet in front of his face and let him put on the earmuffs and try to figure No, if it's an absolute oh it was a bang bang, so we don't if it's a bang bang, but then it to the naked like regular person's eye, it's obvious what it is. Just be like in the headpiece, this is the call, this is what you're saying, do it now. And just change it. Or when, it. or when the guy upstairs sees a flag come down, he pulls up the play and says, okay, what is this probably? And then he looks at it. And before the referee comes out and makes an announcement using the mic, he can say, pick that flag up. And exactly. Then, and then the official can come out and say, never mind, there was no flag. And is that what you're saying? Yes. Um, another suggestion I heard was ex-players. Uh, your boy, Pat McAfee, suggested that. Because they're... They're they're accustomed to the quickness and making the decisions. I don't like that idea because all you need is one time where, and this is what Adam Lefko says, like Lofa Tatufu, former player of the Seattle Seahawks, is the head referee for this Seattle game. <laughs> That's the least thing you need. Or a head judge who is a former offensive player being in charge of calling pass interference mm-hmm. yeah it could be a little you can't have that, that like i don't that. i don't like the idea of having former players as officials i don't like that i like that there's a divide between officials and players because all you need if you think people think officials are corrupt now there are officials that have are former players though yeah i'm sure they i'm sure most of them have there some was, familiarity with football there was, uh maybe not in the pros no there was uh atlanta falcon player that officiated Atlanta Saints game last year. Was he the... He wasn't a head ref, but he was still a ref. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it, it, he's like on the field ref. Like That'll happen. That's, see, that scares me. Yeah. I don't like that. That makes me nervous. It's a clavicate of just awful yeah. decision making by, by the officiating. I, I don't like that idea. Um, the, the response re, the, the reactionary rule change that took place in this year happened. Thought it was a pretty okay idea for, for the most part. I don't part. think we did. It was okay. We didn't like it because yeah, of I don't think it the does fine enough. print of it. Right. I don't I don't think it does enough. The fine print's weird. The, the whole fucking the, the way that the NFL has coached an, uh, uh, announcers and color casters to uh, clear and present. What was it? What's the thing? Egregious. Egregious. Yeah, the phrases that they use, it has to be clear and egregious to overturn the call. So Everyone, I don't know if we're going to do it this time. You know what the problem is? Because they're not overturning any call. Do you know what the problem Silent is? Silent protest by River on The again, only right? reason, the only time they're going to call it. I think I think what happened is that they made the rule and they kept showing the Nikel Roby Coleman play over and over and over again. Like we can't have this. So what the officials are doing is they're not going to throw, they're not going to change a call unless it's that, unless a DB is blasting a receiver before the ball gets there. If it's like normal, like hand fighting and shit, they're just not whatever they call is what they're going to stick with, because they've been. The officials have been shown, this is what we don't want. And they're like, okay. And so far, all of the missed pass interferences have not been that. They haven't been the Nicole Roby Coleman play, which is what I said in the group chat. I was like, that that moment will ne- has never happened before and will never, ever happen again. Yep. Where a single call, 100%. Like, you can't even add anything extra to the game. Yeah. Like, with the way me and Matt are kind of going back and forth about the Chiefs stuff, like... 
could the Chiefs have done better things? Yes. And I think they could have. I think I know. Would the game script have changed? Yes. But that game, like that call lost the Saints that game. Like I think I think you could argue that this week's Lions Packers game, at the very least, the second hands to the face call lost them the game no yeah. matter what. Um, and the last thing, because then I know Justin has something to to, I to mean, read about. We're pretty much summing um, the whole fucking thing up. There's only one thing I'm going to add at the end. I uh, here's here's all. This is where I stand on the Chiefs Texans, and this is where I stand on the on the Lions Packers because I was way more on to the far side of it where like you know whatever, and then I slept on it and I woke up and this is what I thought. The Lions got screwed. Okay, I, let's poor lay, Lions. Let, I feel bad because it, it seems like this happens to the Lions often. Who did it happen to them last year? Fun, fun fact: the, that the, the ten-second runoff it was against the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the, 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 uh, here's here's a fact for you that I read today. Uh, penalty yardage, ga- like the net penalty yardage gained over the course of a game. Uh, Green Bay, I think, was in first place. This year, with about 83 yards, they gain almost a touchdown in penalty yardage a game, and the Lions are like last place with like 22 yards a wow. game, which is kind of funny. But um, it's just I do they count the the penalties you lose? I as think well? I think they do. Oh, that's if it's net. Yeah, yeah but, I think it's like net um, yards gained through penalties. Here's here's where I stand on this: the Lions got screwed. Okay, just put that out. The Lions got screwed. Okay. And not not only just like a light screw, but let me put this in perspective for you one more time. The Lions win that game. They're three one and one. They're in first place in the NFC North. They lost that game. They're in last place in the NFC North. Um, I know. The Lions got screwed, and if those calls don't happen, the Lions win that game. But even if the calls don't happen, and the Lions win, this was the big thing that I I I just this is the stuff that irritates me. Even if the calls don't happen and the Lions win, it's unfair to both teams, the calls, because it's unfair to the Lions because the Lions lost. It's unfair to the Packers because no one on earth thinks now that the Packers are as good as the Lions. And the Packers and the Lions are not that far from each other. No, like no. I, I didn't watch that game and the game ended if and it, I thought to myself if it wasn't for the refs that's a really good game yeah yeah honestly like, but that that doesn't exist in today's NFL yeah. when you have people it was, making it was these a given, high octane defensive game where, given, where both teams could only score Justin field goals. made a good point to me earlier when I was talking to him while he was at work today about how like the Lions kicked five field goals was it so like you can you can add that into your argument or anything it was a del- I think it's part of it but like there's there's a lot of the Lions the, have existed in a massive factory of sadness for years. The Lions are a very bad, very bad red zone offense. Horrible. Like, very bad. Like, it's been an issue for them the whole year. They get there, and then they, they kick field yeah. goals. It, it, um, it, it, I think at least think three of the field goals, they were, like, within, like, 20 yeah. yards of and the that, end zone. And that's what I think irritated me, was that people take the calls, and they take the result of the game because of the calls, and a lot of people's knee-jerk reactions is that Detroit would have run Green Bay off the field. No, Green Bay, Detroit's not running anybody off the field when your second-half possessions are a punt, a field goal, a punt, a punt, and a field goal. You're not running anybody off the field. So, especially granted the fact that Green Bay was down Devontae Adams, they lost Geronimo Allison, they fumbled twice, they trailed 13-0 at home, which and takes the crowd out of it. They fumbled twice and, and Aaron Rodgers threw a pick. Yeah, and Aaron threw a touchdown that was bobbled and picked off. Yep. So, like, like to what Corey said, that's a great game between two really good teams that 
the result was marred because of the penalties. I just don't like it when people look at it and they think, oh, well, Detroit's clearly better then. No. No, they're not clearly better. Those are two really good football teams. They're really close. That both kind of in a way got screwed because Detroit lost, and now Green Bay looks like they have no business being with the record that they have. You have no business being 5-1. and one Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, now everyone looks at Green Bay like, like you don't deserve to be 5-1, and one, which is like... Not true. Not fair to Green Bay because Green Bay fought their way back into that game. Yep. To they make fought, it a good game. They fought really hard towards the. Especially they did. They did exactly what we made fun of them for last week. They did the exact opposite, and the, the, they scored and the Lions in the second fucking half. Did, yeah. And the Lions fucking did what the Packers usually do in the second half. And Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. what's going to be lost in that game? Aaron Rodgers had two of like the best throws Dude, of the season. He looked back in old form like, like in multiple that th- points. The throw to MVS game. along the sideline. Oh my god. And then that throw to Lazard at the pylon. Yeah. Was like holy shit. Like that's like I'm like, "Oh, that's Aaron Rodgers." They, in fact, but no one cares who that now. is. Uh that's the guy who sits next to Aaron Rodgers at practice. Fun fact about that one. Um Aaron Rodgers requested that he be put in for the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did. Huh. He did do that. Personally requested that Lazard goes in. So And then, oh, he had 80 yards and a touchdown in the fourth I, quarter. You you and I, because <laughs> obviously with the whole Saints thing and the defensive pass interference, calling, making that play reviewable and then having it result in only one of them being overturned. I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. Like, should Saint, should the Saints players and the Saints coaches who like fought for this kind of be like, like we're responsible for this? I mean, not really. Nope. All right. As I, like a knee jerk. It. I think it's something that needed to happen. But I also, I'm going to go, we talked about this when we started the podcast. We went through rules that, things that we didn't like that we think should be changed. And I said, one of the things should be, I don't like automatic first downs. It's too big of a swing in favor of the offense. And that's what's happening in a lot of these games. Is If you, like, what was it? Third down and eight, hands to the face. Mm-hmm. It's a five-yard penalty. It's a five-yard penalty, burst down. It would Make it a four, four, and, fourth and three. I guarantee my, the Packers still go for it. My, but like, my, my only problem with that is, because I've seen that argument come up a couple times the last couple these days. These penalties are way too big of a swing. They, they are they're too powerful. They're right. they're powerful, but and you're taking a lot put of it on the, the put it put it on the reverse. Say 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 like a defensive holding is five yards without the automatic first down. What's a defensive player gonna do to stop a big play every single time, knowing well, there's no repercussions? Well, that they do do five yards replay first down, or replay that down. So it would be a third and three, uh, you know, situation. And if you pull off the play, so you, you still only get your one chance or whatever. In your two si- chance, yeah. In your idea, okay, second down and ten. There's defensive holding. It's not first down and ten. It's second down and five. Right. That would be the. That would be you. You could still get a first down. Yeah. With it, but it's not an automatic first down. If you somehow still hit a big playoff, and you just decline. The I've never liked that pass interference was a spot foul. Yep. Right. I've never liked that rule ever. I'm okay with that because especially uh, if it's if the penalty happens within five yards, say, and then they go down the fi- they you know they get out of it, go down the field. He doesn't catch the ball. There's still pass interference. It goes to where they were down the field. Mm-hmm. 
that's I don't know. But my other thing is that nobody's everybody's talking about wins. All right. So Trey Flowers had the two hands to the face. Mm-hmm. Yep. What if it's not Trey Flowers? What if it's some fourth round draft pick on his third third year of his contract? Mm-hmm. Just no name. He gets in. He gets those two penalties. He's cut this week. His life's ruined. Yeah, that's true. Is he though? When everybody on the next next fucking day on the media is like, and the NFL themselves, by the way, if you didn't see this, the NFL themselves came out came out and said no, there that wasn't. They said the second was a no. Was yeah, the a second was a no. This yeah. is you know this is a hyperbole of that of this situation. But if it's if it's not a situation that gets blown up like this Detroit game, like the it game doesn't determine all, the outcome of a game, but it certainly doesn't help sort of deal right this this could have been this could have been like the if it doesn't get called this could have made this could make the difference between him going into next year you know getting seven million dollars a year or it gets called so now he's no doesn't really have a chance mm-hmm. that's fair i see where you're coming from it changes it like, changes lives as long as yeah. it's as long as it's if it's a bad call i think he's fine I think the fourth round draft pick, if he's getting burned on bad calls, then I think the team takes the benefit of the doubt, and they're like, "Nah, dude, like you're you're getting like everybody knows the shit end of the stick. Everybody fuck with with the age of the internet, and everything like that. Everybody knows when a bad fucking call happens. Yeah, everybody knows. The thing about the Trey Flowers play, and I wanted to bring it up. I don't know which of the two I watched, but I watched one of them. Might have been the first one, because the first one, the, the first one was the one that happened on third down, right? Mm. When the sack happened, that was the first yeah. one. Probably the most important one. On on that play, when you watch it, Trey Flowers does hit Batiari in the face, but he swipes him in the face. Yeah, that's when the flag. You can actually see the like Batiari's helmet go down Mm -hmm. because he swats him. He doesn't grab him, he swats him. Now the problem is that 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 never gets caught. Because that happens all the time, right? Yeah, never gets called. You can't, yeah, it's, just, it's a swipe. It's a, right. it's a move. It's He's a, trying to get past him, right? Yeah. And his hand incidentally hits the face mask. Yeah, that's why they don't call that. Right. But, so but if that's why they called it, that's bullshit. Right. But the other thing is, is when Trey Flowers engages with Bakhtiari, his hand gets up close to like the top of his neck. Not his neck, but like the top yeah. of his shoulder. Bakhtiari sold it really well. And that's yeah, what he started. exactly what I was going to say. He, David Bakhtiari. James Harden. Yeah, yeah, does a James Harden, mm-hmm. and he and he purposely bends his head backwards. I guarantee you, the offensive line coach when they came off the field, high five David Bottiari. I guarantee you, they coach that. That if a defensive end gets up near the top of your shoulder pads, just bend your head backwards. So at that point, it's almost like at the at like in the moment, you don't blame the official for throwing the flag, because he's seeing Trey Flowers' hands up and Bottiari's head backwards. So you don't blame him for throwing the flag. The problem is, is that Bakhtiari is selling it. He's not actually being fouled. And and we're going to get into this. Defensive hands to the face cannot be reviewed. Yep. So once they throw it, they throw it. So it's almost kind of like a situation where... Why can't... It's probably coached. This is where... I guarantee you this is This is where you come out the other side even worse now is because of this getting blown up, and it becoming a thing and happening, they will, without question, go too far the other way and start Absolutely. not calling things that need to be called. Absolutely, and then it yep. starts the cycle. Absolutely, it's gonna be it's gonna be 
swinging it this way, like, oh, we're not calling enough stuff. Now they're going to call a whole bunch of shit. And then they call too much, and now they're not going to call anything. Mike Pereira brought up last year. Remember last year? Mm-hmm. What was the big talk the first three weeks of the season? The helmet to helmet shit. Helmet to helmet. The helmet to helmet shit. The roughing the, the quarter- pa- yep. And the quarterback hits. What happened week three? They had a conference call about it, and the second after, the week after, the numbers fell off a cliff. Yep. <laughs> the problem with this is that defensive hands to the face is not the penalty that's been subject of scrutiny. It's been pass interference. So, like, even if this pass interference thing gets cleared up, right, it doesn't help the Lions in this case because the Lions still got screwed by what, in my mind, is less of a referee missing a call and more of Batiari selling a call and getting the flag for it. Kind of similar to how James Har- James Harrison took the dive against Eric Fisher and, that, got, yeah. the, and mm-hmm. got the holding call. Like, that's, in my mind, like, if they called that swipe to his face, because he hits him in the face, if that's what they called, I'm like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like, that, because that's like quarterback shit. Like, that happens to quarterbacks. Yep. And, and it gets called. And, and this is, and I'm not trying to make this about my team, but we were talking about, oh, this penalty is costing games and you can't, you know, everything else outside the game becomes objective and you can't interweave it into the fabric of the game as to why someone lost if a bad call happens. Against the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a roughing the passer call against Lamar Jackson where the linebacker is blitzing Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson still has the ball in his hands. And he brings Lamar down to the ground by his knees, by his waist, and they call roughing the passer. Because of that call, Baltimore goes down the field, kicks a field goal, sends it into overtime. Right? Correct. Yeah. Baltimore ultimately wins the game, correct? Yep. If Pittsburgh wins that game and the rest of the season plays out as normal, what place is Pittsburgh in the AFC North? One. They're in first. After that game was over, the only thing that I wanted to talk about in that game was Juju's fumble, us not being able to capitalize on three Lamar Jackson interceptions, and Mason getting hurt. The call was just, I didn't, like, get upset about it. I was just like, okay. Because earlier in the game, fucking, I think it was one of the one of the linebackers for Baltimore, like, tries to swipe the ball out of Mason's hand, and it hits Mason in the face. And they call pass interference on that, or roughing the passer on that. So, like, after the Lamar hit, I was like, we're even. Like, that's fine. We're even. Because that was a shit call. <laughs> like, mate, that is not pass, That is not roughing the passer on Mason Rudolph at all. So, like, I just don't like it when penalties affect how people look at teams. And that's what I think made me so upset and why I was, like, fighting with you <laughs> on in the Facebook Messenger. Initially... Because that's what was actually irritating me. But then I woke up this morning and I was kind of like, man, I mean, Detroit got screwed. Like, Detroit just flat out got screwed. Like, and it takes away from a lot in that game. It takes away from how great Rodgers was, which we brought up. It takes away from how good the defense of the Packers played after giving up 13 straight points and only allowing nine for the rest of the game. It doing the opposite of what they've been doing all year long, which is being getting shut out in the first half and scoring in the second half. Yep, it just ruins it. So, what do you, what do you do? 
I guess that's like how we put a bow on it. Like, what do you do? <laughs> Lesser you have, penalties. Yep. You have to. You have to make the rest full time. It, it's it's enough enough fucking around. You think that's what this is about? I think a lot of it is. Because I you, honestly think if the if the NFL went to the referees and were like, "Hey, you're doing terrible," you know what the refs would respond with? Fine, pay us. Yep. I mean, they do get paid like one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. Man, they're not full time though. They don't get like they still have to have other jobs. Man, I wish I was getting paid one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars a year for paid? seventeen weeks. Like all of them, or just like the head judge? Gets I that might much. just be the head judge. I don't know. It's probably just head judge. It might just be head judge because he gets TV time. They need to. They need to. <laughs> you know, he gets to be on TV. So they need to scout, quiz, do whatever they need to do to put together individual squads for that can cover each game with some backup refs in case somebody's sick or something. Pay them all full time, benefits, etc. Start an actual like ref school, ref right? Camp. And then on the off season, they're in something like a ref camp. Cop camp. They spend the <laughs> yeah, where they where they spend the off season reviewing shit, learning shit, anything they could, they could do to improve how they make calls. It's it would you've help. Been the, you've been the biggest proponent of uh, full time refs that I've this seen. entire time. Yeah, I I don't want games to be decided by penalties. And hearing from ex players that have that mentality. That I still kind of have a shred of, which is you need to not put yourself in a position to be affected by the refs. Like, that's on you. Like, that's your responsibility as a player and as a coach to put yourself in a spot. When you're, when where, you're out there in the football field and this these kind of things in the current state are an inevitability, yeah, I can see that mentality. Yeah. Like, you, the, the coaches and the players need to basically adopt this philosophy of, like, we need to just not count on them being accurate. We just need to count on doing everything in our power to play as clean as we can. And, you know, I hate to, like, bring up, you know, it's impossible to compare them to anybody else. But, I mean, we never hear this when it comes to the Patriots. The Patriots never commit penalties in key situations. Ever. They never do. They've had weird calls go their way, like the touchdown to Cooks last year. It happens to literally every team. Yeah. But the Patriots, we never hear that about them. We never hear about Trey Flowers. We we never hear about him getting pass interference calls or Devin McCourty or Stephon Gilmore. They never happens. So, like, there's got to be... There's got to be a secret sauce in there somewhere where you can at least try to maximize your chances of not having your game affected by it. Yeah. There has to be something, because there are teams that do it. Now, is it replicable across 32 teams? Probably not. No, definitely not. It doesn't work that way. But you could at least try. I think you have to... Obviously, there's plenty of changes that need to happen to the officiating in the NFL. Uh, It's not in a good spot right now. They don't look good. Nobody likes them right now. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody likes them right now. No, no way. After, after everything has been fucking happening, especially the ref response to the rule change, which is them deliberately just not overturning calls because they don't fucking want to and they don't like it. Did you know Bruce Arians has 30 assistant coaches? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you know one of them? what one of them is? Huh. He's an ex-official. Oh, shit. That all he does, his only job, 
is when Bruce Arians challenges calls. He gets in Bruce Arians' ear and gives him the exact verbiage of what to challenge and when to do it. He has an assistant coach that's a former ref beaming down to him, telling him to challenge things, and he can't even get a pass interference call overturned. He has an ex-official telling him when to do it. Well, it's, it doesn't matter. It's it That comes back to, at the end of the day, he's getting a full-time job doing that. These refs aren't. Right. Yeah. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah the, it uh, comes back to all these Pereiras and everything, getting these TV gigs because it's a full-time job. Officially, officiating is not. Yeah. You know what I think is the perfect? I guess we just we just cap it with this. Sure. I had a whole thing written up, but it doesn't matter. The problem, the the problem with the whole write up was that we were going to get to every point. I'm sorry, Justin. No, it's okay. I mean, all it was was a big summary of the game and like a, a big, nice written essay for. Maybe I'll let you guys read it. I, I do want to say that uh, I headed it with. It's October 14th, 2019, Monday Night Football, Packers Lions, broadcasted by ESPN. Everyone watching is asking why Booger is still commentating football. <laughs> You know it's really bad when like the internet crowd starts agreeing with Booger. <laughs> that's 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 another like turning point. This so sorry. a lot of like ex players really like Booger for some reason. It's weird. If you ever hear them talk about him, he's they're always like my man Booger up there in the booth. Is he just like the dumb friend that you just like being around? No, I think I think he's just. I think he's. Probably a a great guy and like he's he's like a good guy to talk to and everything. Oh, shit, shit but they just give <laughs> but they just give him shit to work with. Yeah, yeah. Give him a lot of bad. So, so here's games. what I think is like the entire dichotomy of the Detroit Lions and kind of their misery for the past like decade. Um, right at the jump, only 45 seconds into the game, Matt Stafford throws a beautiful deep pass to Kenny Galladay for 66 yards. Kenny Galladay burns the defender. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful pass. It's the kind of thing you you would teach quarterbacks, right? It's perfect. Immediately after, Matt Stafford fumbles the ball. <laughs> they have to kick a field goal. <laughs> That's the Detroit Lions, everybody. Yeah, basically. That summed it all up. Yep. <laughs> they did the same thing the next series. And then yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Matthew Stafford throws a, de- a perfect fade route to Hawkinson, who has it in his hands, and then it's, it gets dropped in the end zone. Yep. It's the Lions. We uh we didn't talk about the other game that was the hot button for officiating. Um, the problem was was that the losing team didn't do themselves any favors with the way they played. Um, was the Cleveland Browns um, losing to the Seattle Seahawks? I mean, barely, man. Like, um, can we just real quick talk about the fact that Russell Wilson on that final drive that scored the touchdown before halftime didn't have communication in his helmet? Yeah, and Holy he called shit. his own plays. Did you know that? Hype. Yeah. Fucking love God, him, dude. Russell Wilson's a fucking good dude. God. He called all, he called the plays in the Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> like, that's insane. Who, by the way, he is the MVP of the league. No, right, right, now, now, right now, yeah. Right now, yeah. Is anybody going to fight we on that? No, Russell, Russell Wilson's, Wilson's MVP. MVP of the league. Yeah. Like, I looked up his, I didn't look it up. I saw a tweet about it. Usually um, people play like this the year before they get a contract. He's right. playing like this the year after he yeah. got a contract. His passer rating right now in a clean pocket is 123. God damn. Huh. Do you want to know his passer rating when he's pressured? Hmm. 118. Oh, my God. Fuck. Do you know who's in second place? Huh. Derek Carr <laughs> with a 91. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a quite a drop. Yeah. 
He's having probably one of like, the best Derek, years of his career Derek right now. Carr is second in the NFL when pressured. That's like, but it's by a margin, man. By a, by a huge margin. <laughs> it's like, and I think third is uh, Deshaun. I think third's Deshaun. And like the way that is, and I know Oakland's in second place, but I mean the record's okay. It's what is three two? Yeah, they're three and two. Okay, I feel like Derek Carr's. Passer rating while in a clean pocket, it has to be worse than a 91. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to transition to. It's unlikely that that's the case because ranked dead last out of qualifying quarterbacks, and this is what we're getting to today, right now, ranked dead last in QBs with a clean pocket, their passer rating. Who is it? I, well, it's Mahomes. Baker. Baker Mayfield. But again, that that stems from him holding on to the ball right. too long. At the same time, he's also he doesn't get last one pressure. He also doesn't get he doesn't get many clean pockets and then he, he holds the ball too long. And the issue is, yeah, I mean, he might be the last one pressured, but that's partly because they have like one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Yeah. And I think... Uh, and what do they do to their receivers' hands in Cleveland that makes it so they can't hold on to footballs? I really don't fucking understand. It's pretty wild, dude. Can I just say, I want to give... Who was the who was the receiver that he tried to hit on the slant route that was the first tipped pass interception? Antonio Callaway. Was it Callaway in the end zone? Why is Antonio no, Callaway no. the one that keeps coming up? The why are you still throwing him well, the ball? I just want to. Someone went on Twitter and was like, it, "People keep blaming Baker Mayfield for these interceptions. It's ridiculous." And I can't remember who it was, but someone replied with like, "The point of a slant route is to hit him in stride as he's going." And not make him work his way back to the ball. Because if you if he drops it when he's going forward, it's going straight down to the ground. Like, sure it hit Antonio Cal the big one of the biggest things I hate when I hear is like if a ball hits you in the hands, you're supposed to catch it. Depends on where when it hits you in the hands. It's, it's, it's a lot goes into it's it. It's still a situation where like I bet if like a football player, even a football player, like if if like if Will Fuller was sitting over where Genhard is. Genhard's here, by the way. And get and Will Fuller wasn't expecting me to throw something at him, and then I whipped it at him. He's not going to catch it just because he's a football player. Like, Antonio Callaway is expecting this ball in front of him, and he gets it behind him. So Antonio Callaway has to adjust to try to catch this ball in the opposite direction that he's trying to catch it in. So, like, it's not, like, totally. It's, it's like one of those situations where it's like, that's like a 50-50 interception. Like, if Antonio Callaway is, like, facing Baker... And, like, it hits him, like, square in the chest, like this, and it bounces up over his head, like the one that happened against San Fran. Yeah, that was bad. Like, that's a bad one. That's all him. That interception to Antonio Cowley, that's a little bit on Baker. Like, you need to put the ball in front of him. He's running a slant route. Yeah, the second... Throw an accurate pass. The second tipped pass into an interception was really bad. It was very bad. Uh, Who who was the receiver on that one? Was it... I don't know. All I know is is that Odell can't catch passes unless they're pregame and it's one-handed. I'm not joking. Like, Odell has... Oh, he's good. He's good, but man, Odell's having a rough year it's catching like, the ball. It's like he wasn't at training camp all fucking... Ooh. Ooh, that's spicy. Get the ghost pepper Carolina Reaper chocolate out. I don't know. Baker's been really unlucky this season with those interceptions. A lot of them have been unlucky. I, I don't know what it is with... I think they were. I think the Browns were two in their own head space. Browns fans were two in their own head space. Browns no players way. were two in their head space. Browns gonna brown. 
and they still have the talent. They can still come back. They they have the potential they, to come back. It's still early. It, we're still in the first half of the season. They got a and, and they, they got if a pretty cake schedule. Yeah, if they can make it through the next couple games with at least one win, and then they play like shit teams the rest of the year, they could still win the division. I'm not they're, like I'm not I'm not writing them off. Their next couple of games are against the Patriots, which I don't know, man. I don't know, man. This is the best team the Patriots have played. That it is, <laughs> but this is also the best defense Baker has played. <coughs> and man, like he's gone up against some okay defenses and not look great. Um, then they play the Bills. That's another good defense that also run the ball a lot. And that's another thing the Browns can't do is stop the run consistently. Chris Carson had a big game. I just don't understand how the, the Browns have the fourth best running back in the league in Nick Chubb and they don't use him enough. Can we talk about the Rams' war on drafting? Yeah. Oh, dude, how the Rams don't have a first-round pick for the next five years. I, I, the next I would five like years, to talk about this. It'll be five years without a first-round pick. Yeah, because they um, didn't get a draft 2017, 2017 through 2021. Okay, my yeah. B. Are we going to... Okay, well, let's just real quick put a bow on. Russell Wilson's the MVP. He's insane. The Browns need to figure out what the hell's wrong yeah, it's I, I their think offensive it's, line is yeah. what's wrong. Offensive line is wrong, and, and I think it's I think it's safe to say that well, he needs they time needed to throw a different a head coach that wasn't Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens needs time to grow, maybe. I yeah. think I think I don't you think Freddie's a bad person. You can't do the person. fucking Cleveland thing where you're like nine games and he's like not a winning record. Get out the fucking door. Well, here's, oh, they here's can totally the, do that. They're Cleveland. Here's they where the weird precedent is set because like the Browns, they're like. That's why they didn't fire Hugh Jackson for two years. And now they're like, we want to prove that we have faith in a person who has a rough start. What do you do the now? They, they trapped themselves. They <laughs> absolutely <laughs> trapped themselves. But it's themselves. not even a Hugh Jackson start. Yeah, well. Hugh Jackson never lost by 28. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. It's <laughs> a fact. It's true. Hugh Jackson also never won by 35. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Hugh 25. Jackson also barely ever won. Yeah. God, dude. What, twice? Hey, man. Come see, come see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, God. so we're finally, let's get out of the officiating stuff. Let's get to stuff that happened literally today. Holy shit. Um, Holy the shit, The Rams boys. apparently don't like drafting players. No. And no, they, they also don't. don't like having depth on their team. They just why like are we going to all... scout players when all these other teams just do it for us? Yeah, why, why yeah. scout players when we can just uh, trade our first-round picks away for whoever the Jaguars take next year? Do you want to explain what happened? What? With the with the Rams. Oh, Start uh, with what happened first. Okay, so what happened first was Jalen Ramsey was like, hey, hey, coach, I don't feel so good. And coach was like, I okay. And then... And then Jalen Ramsey was like, hey, coach, I'm going to have a baby. And coach was like, mm, I, <laughs> I can't argue with that one. And then Jalen Ramsey was like, coach, my back hurt. And Marone was just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Shad Khan was like, you know, I own all these football teams. Football teams that even play soccer. <laughs> What's going on, Ramsey? And Ramsey was like, my back hurts. And then Shaq Khan's like, okay. And he goes to the media and goes, we had a big heart to heart. I know everything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rams were like, man, well, Marcus Peters always get him burned. I'm going to send him to the Ravens. And then Marcus Peters like, I, I'm going to go to the Ravens. 
And Rams are like, see ya. And then like, well, now we need another cornerback. Let's go to let's go see what's going on in Jacksonville. Hey, hey, Ramsey, how's your back? Oh, it's fucking wonderful. I love it. <laughs> Never had a single problem with it. Oh, and then man, they're like, all right, so well, good. here's a, a first round pick, a first round pick, and a fourth round pick. And Marone's like, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> I can get two Jalen Ramseys. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can I can get half, two half Jalen Ramseys. That's one Jalen Ramsey. I benefited with the fourth round pick. <laughs> and now, and now Jalen Ramsey's, you know, he's a Ram. And then uh, last week, the 49ers like, we got these eight first round defensive linemen. We're just going to use all of them in rotation and just fucking shove Jared Goff's face into the dirt. (laughs) 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 And then Jared Goff went up to coach and was like, Coach, I don't feel so good. And Sean McVay's like, we're going to go trade for a center. And Goff's like, the problem's bigger than that, but I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) At least you try and then he goes to the Browns and be like, hey, I know you got a really bad offensive line. Give me one of your backups. <laughs> and they're like, I, and that's where we are today. Yeah. So um, the the Rams trading market, let's start with Marcus Peters, because that happened first. Right. They got a linebacker. Kev- yeah. King? No. Something. I don't remember his name. I think it's Taven King. Taven King. Okay. So Marcus Peters, when he was in Kansas City, I looked it up today. He was like, look at all these. I, I catch more balls than your number yeah. one wide receiver. Right. He had 20, I think 27 interceptions. He gave up a passer rating of 60, which is like, holy shit, right? He was the best cornerback in the NFL, mm, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Then he went to the Rams. Yep. I mean, he was a really good corner, yeah. but he, he he quits on plays. He, he's ball hawk. Yeah, I'm not going to. He's a ball hawk. Since going to the Rams, he's had five interceptions. He's given up a passer rating of 100. This is with a defensive coordinator of Wade Phillips, who will probably be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, really good defensive coordinator. He's a really good defensive coordinator. This is with Aqib Tlaib across from him. Who is on IR right now. Who is on IR. Uh, so he's Marcus Peters isn't necessarily even always defending the number one guy. So we're clear. Right. So Marcus Peters goes to Baltimore, who just put Tony, Tony Jefferson just had shoulder surgery. He's out. Jimmy Smith's out. Marlon Humphrey's been playing really good. But now Marcus Peters, who is a corner who gambles on plays, wants interceptions, gives up on plays, is now on the Baltimore Ravens, whose secondary has been atrocious. He's going to get burned by Odo Beckham Jr. 20 times in a game and then pick Baker Mayfield off once and he's going to run his mouth like yeah. for the rest of like, the next <laughs> yeah. years. Like, that's, I'm not saying Marcus Peters is a bad. I don't think he's bad. I just he's think, not good. No. Um, he's not as good as... It, like, literally, should... It basically just depends on what Marcus Peters are they getting. Are they getting the Kansas City Marcus Peters or are they getting the LA Marcus Peters? They need to convert him to free safety. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad, actually. They did just lose Jefferson, their safety. Then again, well, no, Earl Thomas plays free safety. Yeah. So you can't. You could put Earl in the box. I don't know if Earl want to do that. Earl want to do what he want to do. That's true. You know? Do you, you tell him no? Yeah. yeah. So I the Rams. Don't tell it Earl Thomas, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> we found that out last year, or the year before, when 
uh, Pete Carroll was like, hey, Earl, you want to come play for us? Fuck no! Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't want to trade you, Earl. It's like, right, I'm going to fucking break my leg then. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to flip you off. So now the Jaguar, or now the Rams have three of the Jaguars' uh, last, three of their last, I want to say, eight first-round picks. Blake Bortles is on the team. Dante Fowler is on the team. And now Jalen Ramsey is on the team. So let's, now that we talked about Marcus Peters, is it possible that the Jaguars are kind of feeling themselves after holding the Saints to 13 without Ramsey? And they're kind of like, eh. Yes. Yeah, think that's and, what it is? And, and they got what what was the biggest thing that they asked for when Jalen was initially like sort of rumored on the train? Two, two first, first round picks. picks, and they got and, and they got and, a and he, every all speculate. No one's given two first round picks for Ramsey. No one but Sean McVay, who right. thinks first round picks with are his unnecessary. War on drafting, right? Whoa! He doesn't have to. Exactly, he doesn't have to evaluate the talent. I mean, they're not going to have the salary cap to sign first round picks. That's what. That's what I was. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Okay, so. Jalen, okay, so the, the Jaguars are just like feeling themselves. They think like, oh man, we don't need Ramsey. We got AJ Bouye. We're fine. We don't have to pay Ramsey. Tom Coughlin wants his players to show up three hours before practice starts with, you know, suits on. And Ramsey just does. The second Tom Coughlin like took over that job, I'm like, there's no way that Jalen Ramsey and Tom Coughlin are going to coexist. There's no way. They're polar opposites as far as personality goes. So. Now he goes to the Rams, right? So Jalen Ramsey on the Rams now. Next year, this is a fun fact. Next year, half of the Rams salary cap is going to go to Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, and Brandon Cooks. Half of it. Over $100 million. Half of it. Going to go to those four guys. Those four guys. Yeah. Goff, Gurley, Cooks, and Donald. Yikes. Jalen Ramsey is going to ask... To be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, he's going to ask for it. Now he's got his—he's on his fourth year, right? So right. His, his fifth year. So that means, comes up next year. In order to be the highest paid cornerback, he's going to have to make at least seventeen million dollars a year. Yeah. So now you are over half. If they sign him, you are over half of your salary cap is five guys. Yeah. Guess what? What? Brandon Cook's not there next year. No. Tug early. Maybe not, not there be there next year. next year. I don't think he's there next year either. I think both of them are going to be gone. I think uh, I think Todd Gurley gets to gets gets tries to get off the bus in Miami and falls out. <laughs> this coach. Todd, big I, Miami vacation is the meme that will come true. I need help, coach. They here's what here's what the Rams are going to do. I'll tell you what the Rams are going to do. The Rams are going to go all in this year, all in. Right, try to win like they did a couple like they did when they got. Talib and, and Peters, right? Yeah. Gonna go all in, right? Try to win, try to win this year. They're in third place, by the way, in their own division. Mm-hmm. They're in third place, almost fourth. When you really think about it, it's closer to fourth, fourth than it is first. That's right. So they're gonna go all in this year. Next year, no draft picks, no salary cap. Because even if they get rid of Gurley and even if they get rid of Cooks, they still gotta pay him. That's the way it works in the NFL. Unless so, you get rid of them this year, right? Unless you get rid of them this year. Um. So, even next year, even if they get rid of him, Rams no money. Just no money, right? Can't do anything about it, right? And that's if they decide to bring Tlaib back, which they won't. So, Corey, yeah. what are they going to do? They're going to do undrafted free agents. That's it? Yep. They're going to put a bunch of undrafted free agents on the offensive line? Yep. 
In front of Jared Goff. Goff's, who, Goff's when gonna... someone gets within six feet of Jared Goff, he throws an interception. Yep, he's gonna cry. <laughs> he's gonna cry. Poor Goff. No offensive line. They're not gonna have Gurley to run the ball five times a game anymore. He's gonna be making. He's not gonna have. He's not gonna have Brandon Cooks to throw to anymore. The team's gonna suck. The the, the the Rams are setting themselves up to be the worst team in the NFC again. You you gonna go that drastic? Oh, I'm going that drastic. Man, in three years, less than two years, because maybe they'll be competitive next year, but. Because they're going to have to cut people in rear. Even with Sean McVay as a head coach, they will be last place in their division in two years, and they will be last place in their division until they get a first round pick. Damn. Hot takes. That's a futures bet. Futures bet. Right there. So you think they don't, uh, so they don't get it done this year? And they're not going to get it done this year by the no. looks of it. No, by the looks of the NFC as a whole. Jalen Ramsey's not going to save that team. I don't even know if the Rams can make the playoffs in the state I, they're in I right just now. Wanna st- I just want to stress that the Rams didn't lose one corner. Lost both corners. Right. And replaced it. And that's the thing that like someone brought up. So like, If the whole plan was to get Jalen Ramsey, why not just keep Peters? Because Peters bad. <laughs> but he's, he's better than whoever... They're going to put out there with Ramsey. They just lost uh, Johnson, their safety, too. Yep. Potentially for like two months. Tlaib coming back? Maybe in week 15, is what they said. Yep. Week Eight 15 weeks. would be the earliest. So, like, Jalen Ramsey just going to. It's basically going to be like the New York Jets when Revis was there, but worse. They're going to sign Revis. Where, the, where they're just not going to throw the ball at Ramsey ever and just literally just. Rip up the rest of the team, basically. It's going to be Revis, Ramsey, Intercontinental Islands. Intercontinental. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I, I I, don't know what the Rams are doing. I mean, I like it's it's a flashy move. Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the league. Um, pairing we, him with the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, pairing him with Aaron Donald's like real flashy. Makes like a lot of people like, oh, God, what are they? What's going to happen? But like. We talked last week about what teams are starting to do against Aaron Donald. Oh, letting him just run through. Yeah, they're just letting him break through the line of scrimmage and then running plays behind him. I do think that, you know, the problem with their offensive line is that, you know, I talked about, like, quarterbacks that are, like, still pretty good under pressure. And, like, there is an aspect of football where, like, you need to be able to make some throws under pressure. But the Rams need to have the self-awareness that they don't have a quarterback that can or that does consistently, which should even more so emphasize. It's kind of like the situation with, like, Dak. Like, the Cowboys understand, like, we need these people up in front of Dak, right? Yeah, well, even when you do have him, you lose to the Jets. Well, they didn't have, they didn't have him. They didn't have their left tackle or their right tackle. That's true. Uh, the the, That's the true. important ones? Yeah. They're all important, but the most important ones? How good did the Jets look? They're going to cover against New England. They're going to cover against New England. That's how good they looked. They're not going to win, no, but they're going to cover. What's what's the spread? Nine and a half. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Put the hammer down. <laughs> um, but just real quick with, with the Rams, like, Goff, Goff has shown you that he can make throws when he's protected, but when he's not protected, he's not an athlete. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Deshaun Watson. Apparently, he's not even Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr is second in the NFL. We already knew Derek Carr was good under pressure, though. With a 91, he is, actually. He is actually a very clutch quarterback. Yes. Um, 
It's just the prop. The, he has other issues. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, the Rams are the Rams are gambling in the wrong place. Yep. They kind of did the thing that the the they kind of did the thing that the Browns did, where like they traded for two positions that they were already strong in, as opposed to trading into a position that they were weak in. Where like it was the offensive line where they were weak, and they chose to take a receiver and a pass rusher. Who Olivier Vernon has been awful this year. And the Rams are like, oh, we're pretty good defensively in some spots. Let's take a defensive guy. And like you said, Jared Goff's getting his face shoved into the dirt by the eight first-round picks that the 49ers have across their defensive line that they just send a new guy in every down so they're all fresh. And it's just a fuck it. They are – are they – can you please – they're good. I said they're good. They play a brand of football that is not fun to watch – and it is gross, and it is dirty, but goddamn, are they good? <laughs> Fuck, they were, they're gonna run the ball forty times a game. They're gonna get eight sacks a game. Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna throw more interceptions than touchdowns, and they're gonna win twelve games. Yep, <laughs> they're gonna that's exactly win. what's gonna happen. They're gonna win ten games and not play playoffs. They're probably gonna win ten. Is games. it? That is a real possibility in the fucking NFC this year. Winning 10 games and not making the playoffs. I need to see them play Seattle. That's, oh man. They're they're good, and they're not, they probably won't lose until they play Seattle. Yeah. That might, and that's not, like, they don't play Seattle until, like, late November. So, like, while we're talking, I'll pull up their schedule. Uh, But. That 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 game's going to be so good. And and the one thing I do want to say about that game, like, we're talking about teams overcoming injuries. And I brought that up in the group chat. San Fran was down both of their tackles and down their Pro Bowl fullback. And they just whooped the the Rams. Like, just... Well, yeah, like you said, that that entire defensive line of first-round picks going up against who Bunch on the Rams? Off? Bad offensive line. Yeah, who? So the 49ers play the Redskins this week, so they're going to go 6-0, and right? Right. Yeah. Watch them lose that game. Oh. I mean, their 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 true hip check is the Seahawks. What what yep. does Russell Wilson do to them? They I, play vibe who check. the fuck he wants. They do vibe play check. vibe check. Vibe check. Now, Seattle coming to town. Hold on. Now they do play the Panthers. That'll be a fun game. That's a fun game. It's definitely the best defense Kyle Allen's gone up against. Yeah. So that'll be a good test. They play the Cardinals. Oh, sweet baby Jesus! So Kyler Murray may die. We actually <laughs> might see Kyler Murray get killed. In that game, so we're we're seeing at least that the 49ers are probably going to be at best eight and zero, at worst seven and one, when they play the Seahawks. Yeah. Right. Then they play the Cardinals again. Okay. So another just Matt, whatever's left of Kyler Murray in that game, will be carted out onto the field. Mike Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he's the backup. Yeah. <laughs> but then the final games of their schedule are the Ravens. Which will be an interesting game. They play the Saints. Oh, yeah. Play the Falcons. Yeah. Play the Rams again. And play the Seahawks again. Oh. So their schedule gets really rough. Wait, last, last game of the season for them is the Seahawks? Yeah. Oh, oh that's, fuck. That might end up being the... Oh. That might be the final Sunday night game of the season. Um, but outside of like a couple games, like I think they're going to beat the Cardinals twice. Right? Can we assume they're probably going to beat the Cardinals twice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to beat the Redskins. That's three wins. Uh huh. 
They'll beat the Falcons. That's four wins. Uh-huh. At this rate, I think they're going to beat the Rams again. So that's five wins. So that's ten wins right there. So out of the two Seahawks games, the Saints game, the Ravens game, and the Packers game, can they win one of those games? Yeah. Asking you, because you said ten. So they're going to win ten games. We already know the ten, the five that they're probably going to win. So out of the games I mentioned, can they win one of those games? Those teams all have good offensive linemen, and I want to say better offenses that can control the tempo of the game. So you're saying no? They're going to get swept by the Seahawks. Yep. I think they split with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, baby. I think they go. I think it's eleven and five. I think they probably they may lose those other good teams they play because. If it gets into a situation where the defenses are starting to stall the offenses out, eventually those quarterbacks like Drew Brees will be back. Will be back. Aaron Rodgers. Eventually, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees are going to break through. Eventually, they're going to get through. Yeah, I think the game they're going to win is the Packers game. I can see it because you mean to tell me that you're going to take the team that runs the ball better than anyone in the NFL against? Just stick them up the left. The Packers. Who? Stick them up the left. San Fran may rush for 300 yards that game. I would not be surprised. <laughs> they may run for 300 yards. Nah. That'll be an interesting game. Just You're going to have Aaron Rodgers going, you think Colin Kaepernick can beat me? And yeah, you are going to be like, Aaron, so Colin Kaepernick, let him have this. You think he can beat me? He doesn't. Let him have it. Just let him have this. This is the only way we're going to win. He can't beat me. And he's going to go in and just crush him. Yeah. Take that, Colin Kaepernick. He didn't play. Fuck! All, <laughs> all those other times you beat me in meaningful... Man, Colin Kaepernick owned the Packers. Yeah, he did. Good I hated Lord. It. Um, hated it. What other games do we want to talk about? God, I don't know what other fucking football mm. games... Man, are the Chargers bad. Man, are the Chargers you know, fucking horrible. You know, the only thing that's going good in my life is that the Chargers actually suck, and, and the Broncos suck. And do the, the Raiders, Broncos suck? I mean, they play in close games and lose. I get it. I, th- all they can do is run the ball. That's all they need to do this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited? Are you excited for all these quarterback contracts to like go down in price since all these backup quarterbacks are just killing it? No, the backup quarterbacks are just going to get the starting quarterback salary. What's going to happen? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm one of the people in the Cam Newton's going to get traded boat. Yeah, where's he going? Oh man! Oh, I don't think man. they trade him. I think they let him go. Gone. I think they let him pick. Oh, they I think they pick. give him the bet. I think they let him choose where he wants to go. He got him to a Super Bowl. Okay. They can at least give him the honor of decide where you want to go. Ship aware. Where He'll sign go? probably the biggest contract of any free agent quarterback. He'll break uh, Kirk Cousins' record. You like that? He will. I don't know. I th- I, th- I don't think he. I don't think he gets, does get traded. I think they uh, keep Kyle Allen in the back because, you know, and then maybe maybe next season uh, a team that wants a quarterback gives them an offer for Kyle Allen. I'm so mad that at the start of the season I laid the conspiracy that Cam Newton wasn't going to play and Carolina was going to put out Will Greer mm-hmm. and use him as trade bait. I had the team right. I had the situation right. Wrong quarterback. <laughs> wrong quarterback. I had the wrong quarterback. It, it was gonna. The Panthers were gonna do that, but with Kyle Allen and not Will Greer, I'm upset. I'm upset. Oh about well, it. you need to tell the Miles Garrett story. Do you guys? Do you two know about the Miles Garrett story? I about do not. The, 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 the guy, the, the fan. Guy, okay. Justin so, doesn't. So Justin know. doesn't know the story. I don't think Genhart knows the story either. Genhart's our our studio audience. So, 
So Miles Garrett was in his car after game day. I think it was after practice or after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of the two. And uh, a fan comes up to him, like yelling at him, like trying to flag him. I'm like, ah, Miles Garrett! And Garrett rolls away. He's like, what's up, man? Guys, can I have a picture with you? So Garrett, Garrett's in his car, by the way. And Garrett's like, yeah, man. So rolls the window down so he can stick his head. I'll take a picture. Dude takes a picture with him and punches him right in the face. Holy shit, what? What? Yep. And Miles Garrett's quote was, next time, put like your legs into it and maybe I'll flinch. Hey, <laughs> so not way. only did this dude punch Miles Garrett in the face and then run away like a bitch, he didn't even punch him good. Like Miles Garrett like shrugged it. What is, I don't know what you're expecting. You trying to sucker punch a man who, for a living, fights against and usually wins against 300 pound dudes. <laughs> yeah, week in and week out. You think you could just sucker punch him and it's gonna work? Have you seen Miles Garrett's arms and face? Oh, it's, it's it's terrifying. He's a big boy. Buff Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so speaking of that, we got our shade of the weeks. Yeah, it's that. Nominees. <coughs> Shade of the week. Brought to you by... Well, we don't have a sponsor. We just cough, right? Yeah, we right. need a sponsor. When we get a sponsor, we'll stop coughing. We got two. I got two Shades of the Week this week, and I'll let you guys pick which one wins. Okay, that one, I imagine? All right. No, that's not one of them. Oh, really? Zach Brown is one of them. Okay. Well, Zach Brown isn't the, the person who shaded. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. So Zach Brown, prior to this game, last Sunday's game against Minnesota, came out and said, you know what, man? Kirk Cousins, the worst part of that offense. He sucked. Kirk Cousins come out, throw for like almost 400 yards. Beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles then cut Zach Brown. <laughs> wait, wait, repeat that? Zach Brown, mm-hmm. linebacker for Philly, mm-hmm. come out before the game, and he says, Kirk Cousins sucks. Kirk Cousins throws for almost 400 yards. A couple days after, they cut Zach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so Philadelphia Eagles nominee for Shade of the Week. Other nominee, not a football team, not a football <laughs> player. You want to know who it is? The fucking Washington Nationals. All right. Bryce Harper, say, fuck this place. You suck. I'm going to Philly. Washington's in the first World Series in their organization's history. That's a good shade. I like that shade, actually. That's a good shade. It's, I, I, it's such good shade, I had to cross sports. I, I, I've, been a low key, I've been a low-key like follower of Steven Strasburg, and like seeing him finally... So good. God, dude, he's deserved this. Yeah, he has. And it's, you know, Bryce Harper quits on the Nationals, and they're going to win a World Series. That's why I want them to win. Yeah. That's why everybody wants them to win. 13-year contract ass. Yeah. I want the, I, want, I think the Nationals win Shade of the Week. Because they're literally Eagles. going to their first World Series ever after their star player quit on them. What about the uh, Eagles coach going, who are they playing this week? Oh, Doug Peterson saying that they're going to beat the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. That wasn't necessarily shade. That was just like coach speak, in my opinion, I thought. you don't, No coach goes and says that, though. He says it privately. Like, hey, we're going to win. Yeah, but like we're to the media. Team. I mean, right, every so instead of Shade of the Week, how about Praise of the Week? We got Praise of the Week? Praise of the Week. Who's your Praise of the Week nominee? Uh, the Pope, Blessing the Saints. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> They're, well, they're winning the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. They've been blessed by the Pope. They're literally going to win the fucking Super Bowl. Do you know who their Do you know who their opponents in the Super Bowl are going to be? You shoot first. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the hockey team first. <laughs> first, they're going to beat a late 
surging bubble wild card team in the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Then they're going to beat the NFC North winning Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Then they're going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Why are they playing three games? Good Lord. Because they, they go 12-4 and four and don't get home field advantage because three other teams go – two other teams go 12-4. and four. Go fuck yourself. No. It needs to happen. No. Drew Brees needs to exercise. The Pope has blessed them. He needs to exercise all three of the postseason demons. It's going to be – He needs to exercise the, the Rams. He needs to exercise the Vikings. And he needs to exercise the 49ers. It's going to be bye week. It's going to be the Rams – and then it's going to be the Vikings, and then it's going to be the Colts in the Super Bowl again. But you won that game. Yeah. It's going That's to be, it's going happen again. again. Wait, no. It can't be the Colts in the Super Bowl. You know what it's going to be? Chargers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ain't happening, bud. Happening. Late surge. They're going to get healthy. Oh, late late surge after they won, like, what, one game? They're going to win out. <laughs> Drew Brees is going to avenge every... What football games do they win? Not against the, the, Devlin the Los Hodges. Angeles Chargers. What football games do they win? Man, do you have any idea how good it feels? Not that we're two and four, because that sucks. To like, kind of actually think that our defense can play well now. It definitely can. It played well last year. It did. Pl- it played. Yeah, it did. No, it only no, took nine first no. round picks. It played. It, did. it played well it last year. It took a lot of. It took a lot of moving and shaking. But like, man, if only, like. Like, we should have beaten the 49ers. We turned the ball. They turned the ball over five times. Yep. We should have beat them. We should have beat the Seahawks, too. Yep. How, but, wait, how long until uh, you guys bring back Antonio Brown? I hope tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, we need him. We don't need him. Cut Dante Monk. We don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just fucking say that? Did you just say got Dante Monk? <laughs> Is, is that what you said? Yeah. That's why you said cut. I said cut Dante Moncrief. You oh. said cut, not got. Oh, no, no, oh no. I thought you said got Dante Moncrief. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Dante Moncrief's been who? You know, he's been garbage. Cut him. No, cut Dante Moncrief. Antonio yeah. Brown doesn't want to be on the Steelers. No, he doesn't. God, no, he, he doesn't. Yeah, but, like, he wants to play football again. Well, let's go back to yeah. school right now, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, it's already done with that shit. He got his first reading assignment. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Cardell Jones, <laughs> Cardell Jones <laughs> was a nominee for Shade of the Week with what he said to AB. Did you see all that Twitter exchange back and forth? I didn't there's, know there's he had another one. Jones. Yeah, he made fun of Cardell Jones for, like, the money he didn't get for, be like, not coming out and being drafted as a first round and getting drafted as a fourth round and then made... F- Something about because he got drafted in the XFL today and that thing happened. The and then, AB that you're thinking of? Is that not a real? It's not actually Antonio. Brown. Okay, it's a different AB. I take it back. I don't know anything about football anymore. <laughs> it's not a. It, yeah, I, it, why is it a verified Twitter account? I believe because it. he's an ex. It's an ex football player. It was a. It was a. Uh, Buccaneers off uh, wide receiver with the same in, uh, initials. Initials. Yeah. It's fucked up, dude. Antonio Brown's to count as 84. I, you see him all over the place because he's a big supporter of uh, Andrew Yang. Maybe that's maybe that's why I do see a lot of Andrew Yang tweets in my <laughs> Twitter feed. Hashtag Yang Gang. Um, yeah, if you're looking for Antonio Brown's Twitter, it's at AB84. Yeah, I thought that's I thought that's what it's at. I don't know why I know that's the top of my head. Whatever, fuck it. It's easy. Um, I don't know. I just like um, I like I like our defense now. I don't like our offense. I don't like our play calling. I don't well, like yeah. the fact that everyone's dying. I mean, that's the big one. I like that uh, Mason Rudolph's dying. Man. Alt-right, bitch. Is he really? Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, Mason Rudolph's an all right bitch. Yeah, he wants to fuck Tommy Lauren. Oh, wow, well, I mean, okay. We'll like, bring back the duck boy. Yeah. He's the no, quarterback. Don't bring him back. He played he, he well was, enough to win. Man. He played well enough to win. Chargers? He's going to teach his offense duck calls. And audible with duck calls. He's going to audible with duck calls, and nobody's going to know what the fuck's going on. Was that a mallard or is that a green build motherfucker? <laughs> I think that was a warbler. That's not a duck, you dumbass. Hike. <laughs> can we name the episode "That's Not a Duck, You Dumbass"? Yeah, I think. Can it you can put dumbass in the title? Yeah, I can. I just put ass. All right. What other games happened that we took talk about? Oh, the Minnesota. Uh, does Philly suck? No. I don't know. They might just because they got beat by Kirk can't beat anyone who's no. going to finish above five hundred cousins. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what the problem is with Kirk Cousins? I realize this. There's too many Kirk Cousins memes to keep track of. Oh God. Okay. And they all layer on top of one another. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh man, Kirk Cousins against the team against that's above five hundred can't win. Right. That's one meme. Oh shit. But then there's the meme where it's like after a loss he's real good. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there's the meme that he's really good against the Eagles. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's thrown, like, even when he was in Washington, he would, like, constantly tear up the Eagles. So, like, it's too many memes going on with Kirk Cousins. Too and, many like, memes in the kitchen. <laughs> one over, it's like rock, paper, scissors. Like, which meme overrides the other? Which meme wins on the weapon triangle today? I think we're starting to figure it out, though. Okay. I think it's, I think it's when he plays good defenses. Mm. I think that's what it is. Good defenses above 500. Yeah, but look, the Eagles also have a horrible pass defense right now. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, who were the two games they lost to? They're good defenses. Chicago? Uh-huh. And Green Bay. Good Green defense. Bay does not have a good defense. They just have an average defense that's really good against the pass, which is yeah. the strength of, well, not the strength, but, like, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are really good. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah Green Bay got a good pass defense. Yeah. Not a good run defense. Yeah. But, like, even Dalvin Cook had, On the like, left side. an average game. Against them. Yeah. Well, the Dalvin Cook's really good. Yeah. So. so. Remember when Stefan Diggs put up 55 points against you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. If anybody hasn't seen. Remember when I traded for Stefan Diggs in four of my fantasy leagues? And I yeah. and, and three of them, or three, was it th- three of them? It was me trading him to you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you dropped a fucking 50 burger on me. Thanks, Matt. I, I mean, I gave up on Diggs. It's, you're welcome. Corey didn't and dropped a 50 burger on me. If you guys haven't seen the Bleacher Report this week, or the Bleacher Report, the Gridiron Heights this week. <laughs> I haven't the, seen it yet. La- I'm not going to spoil it. The last five seconds of it. I don't have more pizza. I just do more with it. Yeah. The last five seconds of it is probably the best five seconds of Gridiron Heights history. Oh Remember God. when they just, like, fucking... Shaded the hell out of Matthew Stafford for no reason. Oh yeah, last week they just like they did the Joker thing with him. Oh my god! I saw that by the way. Yes, so did I. I also saw Ha Ha Man. Now I'm an incel and I want to just shoot people. Jesus! Yeah, right. I don't think you can say that on TV. Thankfully, we're not on TV, buddy. We're on the internet. What are the, what are the I'm going to talk about that movie in the podcast. And oh, uh, Daniel Dimes is the most accurate quarterback in the league. Yeah. Pat Mahomes might have the best arm. Danny Dimes. Daniel Danny, Dimes. Danny can, Dimes. DJ Dimes. Can, DJ Dimes has something. What uh, what, what, uh, what grounds do you have? Uh, last the game on Thursday. 
He scored the first touchdown against the Patriots. They've had scored on them. All right. Man, that game was such a cock tease. He every single ball was in his receivers' hands. They just dropped. It. He, also, he also wasn't any of his normal skill position players. He also threw a really bad looking interception. He, but like his arm was hit. It yeah. still looked real bad. He's also me. a rookie. Yeah. All right. Uh, the one and he was so mad like towards the second half of that game that like none of his receivers were catching anything and he was like on slant routes you're supposed to put it in front of them but he's putting them like right in his receiver's chest like with force mm-hmm. you, you could tell he was angry he's throwing it too hard it's, not, it's Danny Dimes' fault throwing it too hard so games we didn't talk about Atlanta sucks so Arizona beat him yeah that was a suck ball. That game was a back and forth of Arizona looked really good in the first half, and then Atlanta looked really good in the second half. But it wasn't enough. It's that's just how the NFC South is. You're gonna have three really good teams, and one's just gonna suck. Yeah. And then speaking of the NFC South, you have the Britain Bowl, where Carolina and Tampa Bay, where Jameis Winston came back down to earth after being good for three games, <laughs> five interceptions. <laughs> back, good old Jameis. He also fumbled in back-to-back plays and lost the second one. God, like, uh, <sighs> Jameis was like, tr- not that he ever will, but he was like climbing out the pit. He built himself a rope ladder. He threw it up. He hooked it over a thing. He was like, I'm getting out of this pit. I'm going to eat a W. And then like he got to like the last step. And then like God was like, Nah, you belong down there. And he cut the rope. And then, and then he, like, long live the king, like, scarred. Mufasa killed him, threw him back into the pit. <laughs> James, James, the wins he's gotten have just been, like, wins that, like, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have, like, like chucked down <laughs> chucked the pit. Chucked down the pit. Like, like, here, here you go, go James. Yeah. It's a win. <laughs> this one, he's like, I'm going to get my own W. I'm going to get my own. I'm going to climb up there and get one. <laughs> Mike Evans just walks up the pit, kind of looks out and whispers, Hey, buddy, you hungry? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Gets out the can opener, opens up. Oh, it's a can of a W. <laughs> he opens it up, puts Has a can a opener on it. George W. Bush's it's, face on it. It's an automatic can opener here. Can opens. It's Scoop. a half eaten. But then, instead like, of lowering the can to him, the half down yeah. the pit for James. Right. Yeah. Instead of like you know lowering it to him nice, he, he eats half of it, takes a, takes a plastic before he eats half of it, and then just scoops the other half down the pit. James has to catch it with his mouth. Yeah. What are the other games we didn't talk about? <laughs> I think we actually got to. Let me bring up the list again. Baltimore uh, Cincy we didn't talk about. Uh, yeah, but no, since the game was closer than it needed to be, but Baltimore won. Uh, we didn't really talk much about the Saints Jacksonville, but there wasn't like the Saints defense just came to town. Not even the staff yeah. could do anything. Yeah. That was a 6 6 game, which that felt like it was 6 6 for eternity. Yeah. Sorry, Gardner. <laughs> I told you, but you just got to lay one down for him. You got to. You can win four. You can go fourteen and two and get first place. We kind of barely touched on it, but Denver <laughs> shut out Tennessee. Marcus Mariota has been benched for Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. officially. What oh, the fuck? That's where Cam's going. Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just moving a state north. Uh huh. Well, a little like north. He's moving like northwest a little bit. Okay. He moved northwest. My lord. That that is probably correct. Not until next year, though. Yeah, it's crispy. I like, I like it. I like that one a lot. Tennessee could draft a quarterback. Yeah. Teams don't do that anymore. No. no. Teams don't draft quarterbacks anymore, huh? Unless you have a top five pick. That's right. Except last year. Last uh, year's the exception to prove the rule. We didn't talk about. We, we kind of talked about Dallas and the Jets. 
Um, Dallas was down both their tackles. Yeah. Uh, Zeke got. They had the, the they had a god awful play call. Told you guys last week. Jets are mad. Yep, and they got Sam back. They were ready to go. CJ Mosley's oh. back this week. Yep. I guarantee you, I thought about this. This is like a, a, a thing I, I feel like you would say. I'm willing to bet CJ Mosley was healthy after that bye week. And I bet they just didn't play him because they were like, Sam's not healthy yet. And we got the Patriots coming up. Let's just not play him. When they found out that Dallas was going to be down both their tackles, they were like, nope. Set him. Give CJ one more week. I bet he could play. I guarantee you he could play after that bye week. Because he was hurt so early on. Yep, and they were like, nope. They were like, nope. Don't Hold him. him. Save him. Save him for the Patriots game. And that's what they're doing. They're bringing him back. And Chris Herndon. Their tight end. He's real good. Dallas is... good game. Dallas... I'm starting to believe Corey's theory. That Jerry Jones is feeding stuff down to... What's Kellen his name? Moore. To Kellen Moore. Like, hey, man. Hey, man. Because look at, look at how these games are ending. It doesn't look like it's the offense's fault. It looks like it's Dak's fault. It really has kind of become that thing like, oh, Dak's not playing well. In these big games, defense isn't doing great. Jason Garrett's fault. It's a coaching thing. Yep. Get him fired. Get Jason Garrett fired. Get get a low contract on Dak because he's still a, he's still a a good boy that'll Dak, listen to what Jerry he, says. He's not gonna get a low contract on Dak. Well then, you know, well, then just go sign Dak. Cam Newton. <laughs> he, he will For get more? absolutely. Jerry Jones would never have Cam Newton as his quarterback. Why? Because he loves Dak too much. You no, know, because uh, Kim is not a good boy who will listen to what uh, Jerry says. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll give that to you. Uh-huh. We didn't talk about... Why have we not talked about Washington-Miami? Nobody cares. The suck ball. Mi- Miami actually tried in that game and almost came back and won. Yep. But uh, now they're still benching Rosen again. They went for it at home. Oh, um, are we, uh, we going to believe the hype? That Ryan Fitzpatrick has charged up enough. No, that he's gonna win a game. <laughs> nothing no. escapes that black hole. It's against Buffalo. It's a re- nothing, it's not only it's it's a revenge. Nothing escapes the black hole of suck that is Miami. I don't I don't know if they win that game, but if one if one thing can, it's one game thing it's the, it's the throw, Fitzmagic, throw a but. stick of dynamite in a black hole. See what happens. Black hole be like ow. <laughs> First of all, the stick of dynamite doesn't even go off because you're in space and there's no air in space for the the. Well, then you the, tricked the, me. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens, though. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens in Miami this year. Okay, it's just a big trick. Yep, it's big the old... Joker's trick. God damn it! Ha <laughs> 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 ha man! Ha 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 man! Ha ha man! I'm trying to think if there are other games that we're forgetting. No, that was literally it. All right. So, as per usual, we're going to go through the betting lines that I have here. Saints, lock it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I don't I think they're I think they're dogs again. We did we really? did real we did real bad last week. I think week. they're on the road. We did real bad last week. I think all of us did. Well, two of us only two, well, wait. What? In what? In what sense? In the sense of the you games that we were super Eagles. confident in, like a lot of us were like, "Oh yeah, the Eagles." No, I said the Jets would cover, and they won. You did say the Jets would cover. I said the Seahawks, as well. I think I said the Steelers six and a half. Yeah, and they did. A lot, but a lot of us did agree that the Eagles would cover, and they did. We we go like said the Eagles. Would be All the of us were unanimous we about the Titans. Wrong. Which was who oh boy? That was big wrong. Yeah, big big wrong. I blame Matt for that one. Um, Ooh. 
got them. Oh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, since only two of us picked the games this week, do we just want to not count this week? No, we can just not count this week. Oh, fuck. I forgot to pick games again. Yeah. I literally just realized that. Yeah. I had the literally the worst weekend of work it's, I've had in a long okay, time. okay, because me and Kuiper both did really bad in our picks. <laughs> we both did. Corey and I both, yeah. We both did really bad. Oh, really? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I think we both finished with like six. Like Jesus six Christ. and eight. We yeah. both were six and eight. And it was funny because we each like nailed an upset. Like he picked the Jets and nailed it. I picked the Steelers. And we were like, yeah. But then, like, the rest of our games were like, wow. Like, we both picked, like, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Oh, man. And I think we both might have even picked the Lions. I don't remember. but I know I picked the Lions. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll start on Thursday night. Um, the Matt Dustman Bowl. Uh, if you guys don't know this or not, um, most of the time we watch Thursday night football games together. And uh, the last two times the Chiefs have played on Thursday night, Matt Dustman has attended. And both times they've lost. So, um, <laughs> time to kill yourself, Matt. Time to- <laughs> I guess I really did lose against seasonal depression. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, uh, the Chiefs are at Denver. Denver get Denver's only getting three and a half. Oh, that's the fuck? In that game. <laughs> They're getting three and a half. Oh, man. We're going to lose. Here's why we're- Kansas City's going to lose that game. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the breakdown, Bob. All week, being these last two days. All Kansas City news is talking about is like, yeah, we've beaten Denver eight straight times. Let's make it nine in a row, guys. Let's beat Denver nine times in a row. No, it's not Let's do it. After we lost two games oh, in a row no. and our team's hurting and half our offensive line isn't playing and Watkins is out and, and, and Brashad Breeland's questionable and, and, and Chris Jones isn't practicing. And, oh, my God. And the it, Broncos run the ball really well. And that's all they need to do. Oh god! Yeah, is it, it, where's it at? In Denver. In Denver. Oh yeah, fuck you yeah, guys. Chiefs are losing the game, that dude. That's, that's a that's a no good. All right, Denver plus three and a half. Who's the officiating crew? I don't know. Oh fuck you guys. Um, they Rams? all fucking suck. Rams at Falcons. Falcons are getting three and a half. Dolphins at Bills. <laughs> Dolphins are getting sixteen and a half. Uh, Jaguars at Bengals. Bengals are getting three and a half. I'm taking Jacksonville in that one. Yeah. Vikings at the Lions. The Vikings are getting one and a half. So the Lions are favorites. Yeah, I would not oh, touch that game. Home. Yeah. yeah. Um, Raiders at the Packers. The Raiders are getting six and a half. Um, Texans at the Colts, which, I mean, that like might be like... T.Y. always goes off against the Texans. Yeah, that's a big game. T.Y.'s playing. Yep, he's coming back. Um, Had a couple weeks off. Texans are getting just one and a half. So less than Whoa. a field goal. Um, speaking of less than a field goal... Cardinals at Giants. Cardinals are getting two and a half. Taking them Giants, baby. If they're healthy, I'll take. I would take the Giants. Apparently, Evan Ingram's back at practice. So, um, yeah. 49ers, so, so is Barkley. Oh four, shit! 49ers at Redskins. Redskins are getting nine and a half. Take the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chargers at the Titans. Chargers are getting two and a half. Don't bet that game. Absolutely not. Um, don't stay as far away as you can from that game. Saints at Bears. Saints at Bears. Saints are getting three and a half. Yep. I'm going to repeat that. Saints at Bears. Saints are getting more than a field goal. Plus, Mitch is coming back this week. Oh, boy. That's definitely a win for Oh, he's Saints. going back out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mitch is going back out. <laughs> Ravens at Seahawks. That's a big game. Ravens at Seahawks is a big game. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, There's a lot of really good games this week. 
Um, Ravens are getting three and a half. A lot of three and a half points here. It's showing you like how Vegas is kind of like a lot of teams are like real close yeah. together. Um, because I basically like three and a half point lines are basically indications of like these like on a neutral field they'd be equal. Basically, in a way, that's yeah. kind of how like weird like some sharp people, some wise guys think about it. Some wise guys, some wise guys, you know, wise, wise, wise guys, guys, eh? Some wise guys out in Vegas, wise guys. Um, wise guy. Eagles at Cowboys, biggest game of the week. Eagles are getting two and a half. Fuck that game. It is in Dallas. And then Fuck finally, Patriots. Nah, I'm not fucking. I'm, I mean, I'm taking the Eagles. Patriots at Jets. Jets are getting nine and a half. Jets are covering that shit. On Monday night. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets and the Saints again. I think that's the same thing I took last week. I'm taking that division. I'm taking that whole division. Rams minus three and a half against Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is hot garbage. Big rebound game from Goff. All of his receivers are healthy. They'll kill them, too. Kill them. They'll crush the Falcons. (coughs) They're playing indoors. I think the Rams beat them by two touchdowns. I'm taking Jacksonville and San Francisco. I love a lot. Like, this is my favorite board of the year. It's my favorite board of the year. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. And there's so many different approaches you could take. I'm um, so... I'm, I can't tell you guys how happy I am that Drew Brees doesn't have to go up against Khalil Mack. <laughs> <laughs> that was all part of the plane. He got hurt before the Khalil Mack game. Now, now Teddy's got to deal with that shit. Let's, if I was picking every game, because I do it every week against the spread... If I was picking every game, which I will, this is who I have right now. <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. I have the Broncos plus three and a half. Mm. I'm sorry. I just do. I have the Rams minus three. I have the Bills covering. The Bills. The Dolphins may get 100 yards of total offense against the Bills. Yeah. Um, I have the Jaguars covering. I had the Lions beating the Vikings. Good defense. Pissed off about last week. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, I, I agree with Vikings that. Vikings sure. feeling themselves a little bit. Feeling themselves a little bit, you know, coming off of two wins. A little you know. bit too much. Get, bring them down to earth. I got the Raiders plus six and a half against the Packers. I don't like that one because that's probably a touchdown game. The Raven, the Raiders run the ball really good. By week, last week, road teams coming off a bye. Played really well last two years. Texans and Colts. I don't know. That game. That be the one, that might be a game I stay away from. But if I had to pick it, I'd pick the Texans. If I had to. Cardinals at Giants. If everybody right now I have the Cardinals because I don't know who's playing. But if Barkley and Ingram come back, I'd switch it and I'd take the Giants. 40 49ers all day long. Oh yeah. Nine and a half against the fucking Redskins. Yeah. Lock that in a bank. Like the that, like seriously, like forty nineers are gonna crush them. Titans, Chargers, I don't care. I don't. Yeah, I don't fuck that game. I, Flip a coin. I'll take the any meeny miny mo catch them. Any my. Okay, the Titans minus two and a half. That's what I landed on. Um, Saints plus three and a half. Yeah, easy. I feel like in these type of games, the former team always gets the last laugh. So I'm gonna take the Seahawks. Minus three and a half against the Ravens. I feel like the team, like the team, always gets the last laugh, not the player. Yeah. Like Khalil Mack didn't get the last laugh against Oakland because Oakland whooped on the Bears. I don't, even, I don't even think he had a sack that whole game. Right. Eagles Cowboys. Do it again. 
I don't want to do it again. I'm t- I have the Cowboys. Peterson talk shit, so you know the Cowboys are going to win. Yeah. That's it. Peterson talk shit. The Cowboys have good receivers. Eagles can't. Mari Cooper's going to be out. We don't know that for sure yet. Probably. It's just a it's just a bruise. Yeah, we don't know that for sure. Trust me. It's a bruise. He'll, he won't practice all week long, and then he'll suit up, and then he'll play. And then okay. we'll get 12 catches for 110 yards. Yeah. And then Jets-Patriots. Taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. Like, maybe we're reading too much into one week, but. I'm taking the Jets, and I'm taking the Bills. Jets and Bills? Yep. My two are the Niners and the Rams. Those are my two. Like, that I would, like, for sure do. Which week is this? Seven? Seven. Week seven. So next, after next week, are we going to go through our predictions of what we had? Our preseason predictions. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna at the halfway mark. Oh God, I af- can't remember what my after week eight. I have them all. I oh no! Them all. Oh no! I no! Why'd you save them? I no! Saved them I don't want to know what I said. Um, saved them all, and we're gonna go through and we're gonna say uh, who everybody had, what they had them going, and uh, we're gonna see who's on pace to cough up quite a bit of money. Oh God. All of us. All, I think all of us are going to cough up a lot of money. All, there's going to be a lot of money changing hands at the end of the season here. Just have, to, just have to math it out and see who gives money to who. We're all going to have the same amount of money that we start with. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking love that. That would be the most amazing thing. The bet would just each be of us nothing. Takes, each of us somehow takes two divisions, and, and then the spread of money's equal, so it's like each of us gets like $35. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, good game, everybody. Just walk away. We just wash. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, no money exchanges hands. We're good. We're oh, gonna have God. to. We're, we're gonna do. You know what we'll do? After week seventeen, I won't look at it. We'll do it live. Like, we'll just dedicate the whole episode. Because by week seventeen, we'll have like what two games to talk about. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do that as a deep cut episode. Paywall. Like a, like a full deep cut episode. Yeah. Oh, paywall. You're really, you're really fucking them with that paywall. There was a really good paywall today. There was, that was we had a, a really fun paywall today. We had a very fun episode on, on, on the deep cuts uh, on patreon.com slash FADPOD. You can go there and give us $10 a month and be able to listen to them, including our entire library of old stuff, including our very first episode where we talked about the Super Bowl, including in the future a special episode I'm doing with my brother where I have him build the perfect football team based on funny names alone. But wait, there's more. There's not. That's you know, it. <laughs> well, we kind of named it all. Yeah. I still want to like take some time or, and take some deep cuts or even just regular we need to take the time to go through old episodes and clip some shit and make yeah, some I'm clips yeah I'm still like I started working on that and god, god damn my life's been a mess so I I'm a little behind I understand completely <laughs> life's, life's uh, hit me with a baseball bat a few times yeah I'm same this last couple busy. weeks but uh, we're gonna get on it I think after I think I might just wait until the end of the season here and then just make go uh, through all the episodes and just clip out like our favorite little yeah I'm just gonna like I'm going to do, I think I might we do one for each season. The, we'll see. We need to do, like, the Ryan Fitzpatrick anthology. <laughs> God, we so much that about it. That was so good. The Ryan Fitzpatrick anthology was great. The Todd Gurley getting off the bus. Dow Cow. Dow Cow. There's a lot. There's a lot of good times, a lot of good memes. Mike Zimmer beating <laughs> Sarah Shermer with a yeah. with a brick or whatever you say. With a pillowcase full of soap. Yeah. Uh, one should be you just cutting out all of our uhs. 
and just putting them. Oh my in god, the should I should I start separating everybody's us into a separate document? Oh yes. no. Uh 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 like that. Yeah. Everybody's uh, uh, starting uh, to turn uh, it into uh, a remix. Throw the us at Corey and he oh, can turn man, it into dude, a song. Dude, if I did that with Genhart, it'd only take a few episodes for me to have a full song. Uh you know what? Oh, <laughs> uh... you got something to say, sir? Look, I'm just a really big fan of Banjo Kazooie, so I like <laughs> nonsense noises <laughs> strung together. Bye, everybody. So, wait, wait, wait. We have twitter.com slash FADPOD, patreon.com slash FADPOD. Facebook.com Nobody goes there. It doesn't work on the PS4 anymore. Instagram.com slash What, did you make an Instagram? No. What the Snapchat.com slash That's not a real website. Foursquare.com slash Tumblr.com slash LinkedIn.com slash MySpace.com Pornhub.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D Farmersonly.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D Christian Mingle slash F-A-D-P-O-D Tinder.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D F-A-D-P-O-D.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D E-Fucked.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D Have a good night, everybody Buzzfeed.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D